Let the church say amen. Amen. Truly, we thank the Lord tonight for his loving kindness towards us. Thank the Lord for this being in the land of living. For truly, God has been good to us. He has blessed us. He has healed us. He has delivered us. He has protected us in times like these. Amen, somebody. So it's important to understand that God is in control. And when God is in control, he takes care of everything. Amen. I'd like to invite your attention tonight into Isaiah, Isaiah 55 and verse 1 through 3. Isaiah 55 verse 1 through 3. And it reads, the first verse, Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye and buy, and eat, yea, come buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfies? Not hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Three, incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. And my thought tonight would be a great invitation to the kingdom of God. A great invitation to the kingdom of God. So, invite or invitation means to ask courteously to come somewhere or do something to request the presence and participation of someone. Two types of people God was calling. One, thirsty. People that are thirsty, God is calling them. What is thirsty? What do you mean, preacher? 
what does it mean to be thirsty? To be thirsty indicates an intensive desire, but also an intense need. It calls attention to the ineffectually effectuality of life to really satisfy the innermost needs of a person. This is an invitation to those who are experiencing the dryness of the world, are looking for someone or, or more and are open to the salvation of God. Two, no money. Having insufficient funds, insufficient funds, no means to support oneself, lacking productivity, barren, feeble, deprived of strength and richness of fertility, fertilizing by depleting or the draining of something essential, necessary. God's offer is absolutely free. You ain't got to pay for it. I think we talked about it last week. This, uh, Simon was trying to pay for the Holy Spirit. The sorcerer Simon was trying to pay for the Holy Spirit. And Peter had to rebuke him. And tell him it's not for sale. You or your money cannot buy the Holy Spirit. So God offers a absolute order. Offer is absolutely free. Neither money, power, position, nor prestige can purchase what God has to offer. Lord have mercy. This is a universal invitation to come and embrace the provisions of mercy. It is the free gift of his grace and his mercy through the gift of his son who purchased man's redemption. He said, come, accept me. I'm going to take care of you. Regardless of your situation or your circumstances or your downs or your outs or your lacks or not having, he said, just come. I'm going to bless you with everything that you need. Thank you. Acts 20 and 28 evangelists. King James Version, please. Mm -hmm. 20 and verse 28. Acts. Mm -hmm. Take. Mm -hmm. 
Take heed, therefore, mm -hmm. unto yourselves. Unto yourselves. Uh -huh. And to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. Hath made you overseers. You that overseers. He's saying that God hath given you the Holy Ghost. And you're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God to lead God's people to the promised land. Uh-huh. To feed the church of God, mm -hmm. which he hath purchased with his own blood. To feed the church of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is our job as being overseers with his own blood. Uh-huh. With is it God's free gift of salvation is offered to all who will receive it. Who whoever want to receive God's free gift, he said, it's available. I'm going to give it to you. Because it comes straight from him to the individual that wants to receive him. Because once you started receiving him, you're going to continue to believe in him Amen. and the things that he does. Those who are spiritually hungry and thirsty may come to eat. Say that again. Those that who are spiritually hungry. And thirsty may come to eat and drink freely. Everybody ain't hungry for God. Everybody's not hungry for the word of God or the spirit of God. But you see, if you are spiritually hungry and thirsty, I'm going to feed you and I'm going to give you to drink. Amen. John 4 and verse 13 and 14. King James today. Uh-huh. John 4, 13-14. Go ahead. Jesus answered and said unto her, Uh-huh. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Shall thirst again. So you drinking of this H2O that we're drinking, he said you're going to want some more of that. Amen. 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, come on, shall never thirst. Shall never thirst. He said, "What I'm gonna give you, you'll never thirst again." Amen. Uh huh. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Mm. Oh. I'm gonna put it in you. So every time you look or think you're gonna be thirsty, here comes the water. The word of God just comes right up up out of you. Amen. Amen. Somebody Amen. said, "I'm gonna put it in you." Him a what? A well. a well of water. A well of water. What? Springing up into everlasting life. Into everlasting life. So you can't lose with the stuff you use and it's called the word of God. If you're thirsty, I'm going to give you the drink. If you're hungry, I'm going to feed you. Matthew 5 and 6. Uh-huh. Y'all may move a little too fast. Here, take your time, Pastor. Take your time. Uh -huh. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. He said, you're just blessed because you're thirst. And you're hunger after righteousness just for doing the right thing. For they shall what? They shall be filled. They shall be filled. For what you are hungry or thirsty for. He said, I got you. I'm going to take care of that. 
I'm going to supply you. What I love about it, he said, I'm going to put that well in you. So if the well is in you, you never run dry. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. Blessed are they which do hunger. Hunger and thirst here are an expression of a strong desire, of a strong desire. So when you hunger and thirsty, that is an expression of a strong desire. Nothing would better express the strong desire which we ought to feel to obtain righteousness than hunger and thirst. And I look at over the years the years of doing the will of the Lord, I constantly be thirsty for God. And I just go into that well that he put into me. Oh, yes. And because I put in the well, and that well just comes in that water, just comes with the word of God that keeps me going. And I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry and thirsty for him. That's what keeps us going unto righteousness to doing the right Thing. Now, to a passionate desire for anything is often represented in the scriptures by hunger and thirst. A desire for the blessings of pardon and peace. A deep sense of sin and want and righteousness is also represented by thirsting. Thou shall be filled. Whatever you hungry for, or whatever you thirsty of, God says going to be filled. Amen. If it's righteousness, I'm going to bless you. Amen. He said, but if it's wickedness, you're going to be filled with it. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. That's why I would, and see, that's why I said, you can't be with this thing. Either you're in it or you're not. Right. You got to make up your mind who you're going to serve. Amen. You can't serve two or three masters. Amen. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are labor and heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. Amen. I'll free your mind. Amen. I'll free your spirit. Amen. He said, but you got to come. Mm-hmm. That's what he told Peter. Peter was on the boat. Four o'clock in the morning, Jesus standing on the in the water. And, Jesus, and Peter looked at him. He said, Jesus, because he thought it was a ghost. But he looked like Jesus. If that's you, Jesus, bid me to come. And Jesus said, Come. The Bible said when Peter heard that, he gets out of the boat. He, go, he goes against the laws of gravitation, the laws of nature, and he walks the water. And he walks to Jesus. He's so excited he gets there, but the devil said, uh-uh, I got to shake his faith. Uh-huh. Faith like that is not good for Satan. He don't like that. So what he does, he starts the winds, lightning, and all that kind of stuff comes, and he takes his eyes off Jesus. And that's a good illustration because if you do take your eyes off Jesus, you're going under. I don't care who you are. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. But while he was going under, he said, save me, Lord. And the scripture that Jesus just stretched forth his hand 
and put him right back on the water. Now, Peter was no fool because Peter looked and saw what went down. On their way back to the boat, they was walking on the water. Peter was all in Jesus' grill. He wouldn't take his eyes off him, and he was just smiling, going back. Why? Because he remembered when he took his eyes off the first time, he went under. I ain't going under no more because I'm going to keep my eyes on him. Amen. They shall be filled. They shall be satisfied as a hungry man is when, when supplied with food. When it's time to eat, brothers and sisters, y'all love the child down. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Or a thirsty man which supplieth with drink. Those who are perishing for want of righteousness. People are perishing because of want of righteousness. Those who feel that they are lost and strongly desired to be holy shall be satisfied. God said, I'm going to take care of you. Why? Holiness is the way. Holiness is not a denomination. It's a characteristic of God. And it's real. Never was there a desire to be holy which God was not willing to gratify and the gospel of Christ has made provision to satisfy all who truly desire to be holy. There will be a problem with people that are in the church because they so stuck in religion, they ain't playing that holy stuff. Because they got to give up stuff that they don't want to give up. You can't keep that and serve God. Because if you serve in God and trying to serve that, God said, I ain't in that. And the Holy Ghost will move out the way. And you got to give it all when you come to Jesus. Amen. It's the thing that you don't want to give him. It's the thing that he wants. Right. Amen. It is not going to cost you anything to get it. But it's going, it's going to cost you everything to keep it. Amen. Some of you have been going to battles you never thought you would ever go through. Amen. The stuff that happened in your life you thought would never happen in your life. Amen. Can I get a witness somebody? Amen. But look what happened. But you held on. And the reason why you held on, because you trust the word. Yeah. Isaiah 44, 3, evangelist. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh-huh. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Did you hear that? Now, Upscript said, I'm going to put the well in him. Mm -hmm. So if the well is in you, and he's going to pour what? Water upon him that is thirsty. That is thirsty. Uh-huh. And floods upon the dry ground. I'm going to take care of the ground, but you, I'm going to take care of you. You'll never be thirsty again. After he said, he said, a, a, a little dab do you? No, it's more than a little dab do you. One hit, I'm hooked. Uh-huh. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed mm -hmm. and my blessing upon thy offspring. He said, I'm going to bless you and your offspring. We said, well, I ain't got no children. He said, they coming. Amen. He said, but I'm going to bless them. Yes, sir. Oh, my, my, my. How can we buy without money? Hmm. 
<laughs> if a merchant, a person who owns a store, were to set the price of wine, milk, and bread at zero cost to you, the poor who have no money could buy it. The merchant's work would be unprofitable for him but his generosity would help the poor, will help the poor. This is an example as what the Lord have done for us spiritually. Hi, God. You may ask, where? Where is it? And how can I get this free supply of water? And food. Well, first, you must be eager to come and get it. <laughs> you got to come to church. <laughs> the Bible said, come. In other words, he said, present yourselves. In other words, you got to fail not to assemble yourself together in the house of the Lord. You first, you must be eager to come and get it. You ain't going to get it in the bar. You ain't going to get it in the house. You ain't going to get it in the corner. You got to come to a sanctified place where God has his dwellings. Mm -hmm. Such an invitation, first of all, stresses that the needy one is not at the place of blessings or relief. And he must make a decision and come to that place. Got to make the decision to come to get it. Wherever he is now, won't cut it. And they going to cut it. If you would come to God, they should live, and he will make with them an eternal covenant. He said, make the decision. Leave that alone. Come. He said, I'm going to give it to you. The nature of this invitation expresses the urgency of the matter. It is urgent because the longer a person delays, the harder it is to come and the less opportunity there is to come. They keep making decisions, I'm going to go and go, but they never do. They put the delay there. And the longer they delay, the devil will put things in front of them so they won't come. He will bless them to keep them. I'm talking about Lucifer. He will give them things. And they tell them, go play the horses and make it the horses a hit just for them. But he'll take her around and take the whole floor from under you because he turns on his own. The invitation to come expresses the loving heart of God. God wants us to experience his love comfort, and provision in the kingdom. In the kingdom. 
Psalms 42 and verse 2. You got to be thirsty to get the kingdom. That's why folk ain't in there. They ain't thirsty. They ain't trying to learn about it. Mm-hmm. My soul thirsted for God. For who? For God. For God. When you got a thirst for God, and I'm going to tell you, I thank God for that thirst. I'm still thirsty for him. I'm talking about him. He's in me. I live for him. But I'm still thirsty for him. Hello, somebody. Sometimes I can't help myself. You can't turn the worship off. Because once it's on, it's on. Can I get a witness? So my soul thirsts for God. For what? For the living God. The living God, because he lives in me. Uh-huh. When shall I come and appear before God? When shall I come and appear before God? Second, you must listen to divine instructions and obey them. Folk don't want to hear divine instructions. Each time I speak to you from the scriptures, what do you think I'm talking about? You can go over it yourself and see. The Spirit of God will quicken your spirit. But folks don't want to read it. They don't want to hear it because they think they know. Hello, somebody. You got to listen to somebody. If it ain't God, it's the devil. And the devil, the Bible said he even transformed himself into an angel of light. So this boy is dangerous. He's nothing to play with. And if you don't know God, you're going to think he is God. He is a God of this world. In other words, darkness. He is the prince of darkness. And nothing about him lights up but fire. Proverbs. Seventh chapter. Proverbs. Verses 1 three mm -hmm. my son uh-huh keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee did you hear that he said keep my words John said remain in me God said, I remain in me. I will remain in you. Abide in me. I will abide in you. And then he said, and lay up my commandments with thee. Uh-huh. Keep my commandments and live. Mm -hmm. And my law as the apple of thine eye. My, 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 my. Remember what I say, my son. Never forget my rules. That's what God is saying. Every last one. Never forget it. That's why if you ever notice when you try to mess up or try to do that, I want to go speak to you. Say, get out of there. Say, uh-uh. Why? Because he's talking to you. Number two. You just read that, right? Yes, sir. Read it again. Keep my commandments and live. And live. He said, he said if you keep it, you're going to live. If you keep it, you're going to live. Now, don't get upset if other people ain't living. You living. Amen. Because you keep it what? His commandments. That's right. He said, you keeping me and obey my rules. 
Uh huh. And my law is the apple of thine eye. Take my law and it becomes the apple of your eye. Of, of, of what? Of my eye. Uh huh. Wait a minute. Go ahead. If you. No, no, no. That's me. If you obey my rules. Lord, sometimes I put so much information in there. It says, you know, I, I just thank God for I told you God did me. And 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 I'm and I'm still thirsty. Amen. If you obey my rules, you will live. Keep my words as you keep your eyes safe. That's how you keep me. See, keep me. He said, I got to bless you. Now give me three. Bind them. Bind them upon thy fingers. Mm -hmm. Write them upon the table of thine heart. This man talking to. He talking, he's talking to the ones that's hungry and thirsty. Uh-huh. He said, you keep that. You go. That's a lifestyle. Yes. You don't take no breaks of vacation from that. Amen. Uh-huh. Oh, for you. Remember my words. He said, think about it. He said, Think about them. Hear me now. All the time. All the time. You say, think about it. All the time. John 14 and 21. Mm-hmm. Almost. Most likely, but not hardly. Uh-huh. He, he said, that Come he on. that hath my commandments mm -hmm. and keepeth them, mm -hmm. he it is that loves me. He loves me because he's keeping my commands. Uh-huh. And he that loveth me Come on. shall be loved of my father. Uh-oh, he said the father going to love him because you're keeping the commands. Uh-huh. And I will love him. And Jesus said, I'm going to love you because I'm your big brother. I got your back. Little brother, I was hollering. <laughs> Big brother coming. Hello, somebody. Uh-huh. And will manifest myself to him. I'm going to manifest myself to him. You must seek. Yes. You must seek God. You can just finish praying, and then you allow your body to rest, praying and seeking. And you call yourself getting up. The Holy Spirit knock you right back down. Now God start talking to you. Because you didn't talk to him. He said, this conversation ain't over. I'm not going to give you no email. I'm going to talk to you directly. Isaiah 55 and 6. Mm-hmm. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. While he may be found. You been hearing it from your grandmother, your grandmother, 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 the Lord has come, the Lord has come. He said, yeah, but you keep seeking. He said, you seek, you're going to find me. He's here. You seek him. You can feel it. Even that little worship, little song, man, you, feel it. you can feel his presence. Amen. He wants to see what you're going to do. Ain't hey, well, but now the folks, he's going to see what you're going to do because I called you. 
And since I called you and you said you're going to do this, I want to see just what you're going to do. Are you obligated? Are you consistent? Are you going to stay close? You're going to keep my command? He said, well, he said, now seek the Lord while he may be found. Uh-huh. Call ye upon him while he is near. While he is near, he's close. What's it? You said, you said, Jesus, Jesus, huh? That's how fast he did. Jesus, huh? Huh? Jesus, huh? I'm here with Jesus, huh? He didn't know Jesus, huh? I ain't Jesus, huh? Jesus, huh? Jesus, huh? Jesus, huh? Jesus, huh? He did. That's how close he is. Jesus, huh? People by nature are ignorant of God since they are directed to seek for him. They're ignorant when it comes down to that. They don't want to seek other things. You must obtain this favor, but it must be sought. You must obtain his favor, but it must be sought. No man becomes his friend without desiring it. You got to desire to be his friend. And wow, and who does not earnestly seek for him? Who? Who does not earnestly seek for him? The invitation to seek God is made to all. In this passage, it is unlimited. Where there are unbelievers, there the invitation is to be offered. That's why when you're around people, they watch your mannerism, your character, your attitude, and what comes out of your mouth. And a lot, majority of times, they're unbelievers, but when they see that your character is up to par and your attitude is up to par, and when you speak, you speak the oracle, oracles of God, they say, whoa, I like that. This individual knows something that I don't know. That individual found out about his kingdom. Whereas though you lost yours. And you know he got to know something. So tell me more. And you know what you got to do? You got to hit it and quit it. That's being a sword. Because people will take all your time. You ain't careful. They'll go over your overflow. And empty out your whole bottle. And before you know it, you got to start seeking again. Oh, yeah. And that's when the enemy really comes at you when you start to seeking God. Because he knows you're going to get a breakthrough. Amen. <laughs> the knowledge of God is of an immeasurable value. He would not command people to seek that which was worthless. Mm -hmm. He would not urge it with so much earnestness as is here manifested if it was not of 
inexpressible and its importance. It's important that man seek after God while he may be found. What you mean while he may be found? God ain't going to wait as a though while he may be found. God may not, God may now, now, right now, be found that the time will come when it will be impossible to obtain his favor. Oh, that's why I say favor ain't fair. People don't like favor. And you'll find that when God gave you so much favor, then you have flavors of favor. That's a sermon by itself. But, 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 uh, yeah, thank you, Holy Ghost. Yeah, I work on that too as well. So, call ye. Call ye upon him. How easy are the terms of salvation? How just will be the condemnation of a sinner if he will not call upon God? I'll say that again. How just will be the condemnation of a sinner if he will not call upon God? I surely, if people will not breathe out one broken-hearted petition to God of heaven that they may be saved, they have only to blame themselves if they are lost. So you can't be getting upset, people of God, when people don't want God. You can't be getting out of get filling out of pocket. You didn't gave them the word. You prayed with them. Sometimes some of you didn't fast for something. You look like a prune. And they get just as fat and doing everything they want to do in sin. No, listen, some people just want to, everybody ain't gonna be saved. People gonna be lost for real. Like on a day of what was it, Noah? He built the ark. They say, hey, no, what you doing, no? He say, I'm building the ark. I built an ark. What is an ark? He said, it's going to rain. They say, what is he talking about? He lost his mind. But he was working. He was laboring. He was building for safety. Because God was going to destroy it. Because he did it by water. And when it started raining, it rained. It rained. All animals, two by two, they was inside. And I looked at that. And God said he saw what that water did to the people. He said, mm -hmm. no more water, next time it's fire. So you say, well, which one is the worst? Fire. <laughs> Why? Because they become more wicked and wiser in sin. So the terms of salvation could be made no easier, and man can ask nothing simpler than free. While he is near, while he is near, God is near at all times. Jesus, huh? Jesus, huh? God, huh? Have you ever noticed those that not in the kingdom and religious folk, they call God, they don't get no answer. 
Because they don't understand. He's already here. His influences are more favorable for seeking him at some periods than others. Mm -hmm. God comes near to us in the preaching of his word when it is accepted with power to the conscience. In his discretion, when he strikes down a friend and comes into the very circle where we move, the place where we abide, when he lays his hands upon us in sickness. He's the healer. Jehovah Rapha. He is near us by day and by night. God is near us and is calling us to his favor. He got more than a bag of favor. So I want to give it to you. There are favorable times for salvation. Times which if they are suffered to pass by unchanged may not return anymore. And that's why you got to be careful. When God's favor is moving, you better catch on to it. Because it might not come back again. Wow. It's like a whirlwind. Comes in and do what it needs to do, and it's gone. These periods, which will also, oh, well, I'm sorry, these periods, which will all soon be gone. And when they are gone, the sinner uh -huh, hopelessly dies. Now you see why it's important as we've been. Sow us. Our job is to sow. It's up to the individual to take it. If they don't take it, it's not your fault. And you'll find out it'll be loved ones that always give you a hard time because of the simple fact you're trying to help them and give them the truth. Amen, somebody. Amen. In my conclusion, yeah, I'm in and out. Ezekiel 33 and 11 evangelists. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Say unto them, mm -hmm. as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I have no pleasure and the death of the wicked. Why? Because I've given them a chance. That's why we are here to do God's bidding. And when we've done it, we got to move on because somebody else might need what you have. Amen. Uh-huh. 
But that the wicked turn from his way and live. If they turn, that's why we constantly minister, preach, teach, and pray that they turn from what? Their ways. Wicked ways. Uh-huh. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. Mm -hmm. For while, for why will you die, O house of Israel? For why? Yes, but why will you die? You haven't a chance to live, O house of Israel. He's saying it's time to live and you trying to die. He said you, ref you refuse to take on righteousness and you hold on to wickedness. He said you're going to die. He said for the wages of sin is death. You get paid for doing for you, you, the sin. You're going to get paid for it. It's going to happen. So we got to keep in mind if folk don't want God, we can't make them want God. Amen. You stay with God because see, you can be so crazy running after them, you forget about God. You got to keep yourself together. You got to pray and keep moving. You got to stay in your lane. Because if you don't, because you can backslide real quick. You can get mad at them, you get upset with them because you say, I'm tired. I keep telling them, they keep saying they're going to come. They don't come, they keep backsliding, they keep doing this. Look, you got to pray, you got to keep moving. Amen. Your church is like a hospital. It is. You got people that there's an emergency, you got uh, dead on arrival, you got all, you name it, they all in the church. How can you be comfortable in wickedness and you dying? How? Knowing that you're sick and afflicted and God said, I am your healer? And your doctor run, giving you the runarounds? Giving you medication that's going to take you out of here? And you'd rather believe him than believe God. And then you turn back to your wicked ways. God ain't moving. Well, 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 I know what he did in the Bible. That's the Bible days. Well, it's still today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God don't give up on, on us. We give up on him. And the reason why people leave him is because they forget what he done for them. That's why he say, seek me. He say, stay hungry. Stay thirsty. He said, I can bless you. He said, I'm trying to bring you. I'm giving you an invitation into my kingdom. You've been so religious in tradition, messed up in your mind till you reject the truth. Yeah. I am the truth. Folks have their own way of doing things. And God said, no, there's only one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, if you come any other way, you come like a thief and a robber. Recess is over, people of God. Ain't no time to be taking breaks. If you're doing a work for God, you better be look, get ready to do more work. Be diligent in your prayers. He give you power to lay hands. He give you power to rebuke. He give you power to speak and call those things that be not as though they were. He's given it to you. And you have to use what God has given you. Yes, he's blessed you with gifts and talents. 
but are they operable? Are you operating in them? Or are you operating in the flesh? You can't operate in the flesh and then try to do something in the spirit. Spirit is powerful. The spiritual mind is powerful. And once you allow your mind, your soul, and your spirit to get right, there's going to be a difference in your life. Folk ain't going to like you because you ain't doing what they're doing. They ain't gonna like you because the simple fact your attitude has changed, your character have has changed. They don't like that. They want to owe you. But Christ gave you a new you. Amen. And you gotta go with the new. Therefore, if any man won't be in Christ, they're new creatures. All things have passed away, behold, become new. We gotta make up our mind what we're gonna do. So, a great invitation to the kingdom of God. You've given it to. Yes. America accepted. Yes. America accepted. Yes. Because this is a fallen nation. Yes. You got to see what's going on. Antichrist is rising. Yes. All around. But you that know Christ. Stay. Stick with him. When it look like ain't nothing moving. He's moving. I told you, he, he, he's so close. You say, Jesus, huh? Jesus, huh? God, huh? He's right there. He want to bless you. But he said, what do you want to do? I'm available. That's what God said. I'm available. But are you available to tell? So we blessed tonight. And allow this message to encourage your life. And you continue to be the sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you for this time and this space. We thank you for speaking to us tonight. And we stand on your word. We live by it. And we trust in you in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and honor in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.